Hello, Billy. How are you? I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Wearing this. Wearing only this. Uh, I... Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Welcome to another very special edition of Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by the amazing, you love her, she's ginger all over, Stacey Gavin. How are you? <laughs> no, sorry, all wrong. Yeah, wrong. I'm 10 seconds in, I've fucked it up already. It's Stacey Hurley. I'm great, thanks, Sam. So excited to be doing this movie. It's not a Marvel movie, everybody. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yes, this week it is the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And this was chosen by our amazing guest star that we've got on this week. It's Billy from We Watch The Thing. Hello, Billy. How are you? Hello. I'm not too bad. How are you guys going? Oh, we're great. Great. We're great. As, as disappointed as I am not to be doing a Marvel movie, this is probably <laughs> one of my favorite movies. It's it's totally up there. It's awesome film. Absolutely awesome film. Yeah, it's fantastic. I had to choose this one because it's one of my all-time favorites. It makes me cry every time. Sorry for spoiler alert, but every time. <laughs> and it's it's just great. It's so different and original, which, you know, not that the Marvel movies aren't, but they're not. But That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. As you'll notice by Billy's accent, he is another Australian guest. So we've had two. He's our second Australian guest on the show. Uh, the first Paul did amazingly. And now Billy's come on and picked Eternal Sunshine on a Spotless Mind. So uh, New Zealanders and Australians can get on. We can do <laughs> It can happen. I mean, we don't like it when it does happen, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of begrudging. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah, you're here too. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know you guys want to be Australians, so it's it's okay. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're like Tasmanians. You're the lesser Australians. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's not the first time I've been compared to a Tasmanian. And then the last time someone did that, he wound up in hospital. So you're very lucky we're doing those over Skype, Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I'm being brave. I'm, I'm actually curled up in a ball right now, just terrified. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen this movie, highly recommend you go out and watch it. Um, if you are one of our regular fans that listens along, even if you haven't seen the movie, just to hear us, talk a whole lot of fucking nonsense, then congratulations, Stacey's going to give you a plot so you can sort of follow along with what we're talking about. Yeah, after a painful breakup, Clementine undergoes a procedure to erase memories of her former boyfriend, Joel, from her mind. When Joel discovers that Clementine is going to extremes to forget their relationship, he undergoes the same procedure and slowly begins to forget the woman that he loved. Yep, that sums it up. Uh, IMDb have this rated 8.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes have this at 93%. Holy shit, this is quite mm. high scores. And even Metacritic, who's normally the the naysayer of the group, they've even Metacritic's even got it rated at 89%. But Billy, out of 10,000 spotless minds, what would you give this? I thought long and hard about this. I'm going to give this 9,986. Holy Woo! shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on our show, we do out of 10, and I would have just given this 10, but I'm really generous with my scores, so I thought, all right, I'll knock it back 14 points, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to find out what the 14 points is for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Showmanship. It's, it's completely understand where you're coming from. What about you, Stace? What would you give this? You know what? I think Rotten Tomatoes has it right on the money. I'm going 9,300 flat. Cool. Uh, two of my favourite movies that I've done on this so far has been Pulp Fiction. That got a perfect 10,000. The Room got 9,000. 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 
It's not nearly as flawless as the room, but it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a 9,902. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty high. Pretty high. It's it's a film that I've gone back to a couple of times to rewatch, and every time just been like, this is great. But anyway, guys, if you haven't heard this podcast before, as I said at the start of it, we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. What we do is we throw it out there to you, our dearest listeners, to come up with some questions that we ask for the first question and the last question. Following that, we have our nine questions that typically are asked of every movie, although we tend to swap them around a little bit, but they can be applicable to any film. And then we get into our personal questions, so the three thoughts that we had while watching this movie, and that can be about the movie or about ourselves or how we would react in those circumstances. So the first up this week comes courtesy of the I Seen That podcast, and they wanted to know, would you wipe your mind of a positive experience in order to re-enjoy doing it again? I'm going to say no. I'm just so like onwards and upwards, move on, have more amazing experiences and do different things. Okay, cool. What about you, Billy? I'm also no, but I'm no because I would be so afraid that it wouldn't go the same way again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm a huge Nintendo fan and I've often thought about like erasing games from my mind so I could play them again. But yeah. every time I replay Legend of Zelda, I get stuck on the water temple anyway. And the only thing that gets me through <laughs> is my crappy memory. So if I wiped it, I just, I'd never do it again. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I was kind of similar to you, Billy. I'm like slightly paranoid, you know, yeah. just because I'm, just because I'm a little bit paranoid doesn't mean they aren't following me, but, <laughs> but there's some experiences that I was like, you know, like Rage Against the Machine was my all time favorite band. I never expected I was going to see them after they split up and, you know, they surely didn't come visit the middle of bumfuck nowhere in New Zealand to do a concert before they split up. So I was like, wow, I wonder if, you know, like I wondered if the first time I saw them, which was over in Germany, actually, I wondered if um, if I could erase that and go back and do it, would I really enjoy it again? And then I thought, no, there's, there's too much. What if I get beaten up? What if, <laughs> bloody, you know, if I can piano flies out of the sky and falls on my head, you know, what yeah. or something like that. I was just too nervous. So there you go. I seen that podcast. Sorry, none of us would like to delete our memories and relive them, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I kind of feel amiss if I didn't say, yeah, I wouldn't mind losing my virginity again. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, and now you're, be quite nice. now you're married, so it's not ever happening again. <laughs> exactly. It's <growing> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, question number two. Hit us, hit us with it, Stace. Okay, guys, so it's the compliment sandwich. Tell us one good thing, one bad thing, and one good thing about this movie. I really struggled with this, same as like it sounds you guys did, because it was really hard to think of a negative for this movie. So my first good is that the visuals in this movie are so strong. They're so striking and memorable, like that shot of them on the ice together it just sticks in your yep. head. Mm. The bad is Jim Carrey's hair. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I don't know what's going on with his hair. It's like that really kind of early 2000s emo look going on, yes. and, and it's yeah. almost distracting in some scenes. And my other good is that the performances are just so good. Like, this is... Like, people talk about The Truman Show, but as far as I'm concerned, this is Jim Carrey's finest hour. And Kate Winslet's always amazing. Yeah, she is oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of echo this, the sentiments that you came up with. I, I just like the story. Like, it's Charlie Kaufman at his best. It's a very well-packed, condensed story that, you know, moves from start to finish. And it leaves us with a, an ambiguous ending where you can sort of make up your own fantasy as to what's going to happen next. Which, another bit of foreshadowing, might actually be one of our questions later on. <laughs> Now, as for a bad thing, yeah, I mean, we said it. We've struggled. So the thing I came up with is this was the dawn of the hipster. 
This was right around the time that hipsters become prevalent in society, and my God, they annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and quite funnily, before we started this podcast, Stacey went back and was watching the trailer, and I, I sort of told her that answer. And she looked at me and she was like, really? And then the recommended video next up on YouTube was Top 10 Movies Hipsters Like. <laughs> and this was on there. And then, similar to you, Billy, I really love the visuals and that sort of stuff, the sheer level of insanity and the dream sequences and the way I unraveled. I just really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you guys have stolen some of my answers. But I'm just going to go with them anyway. Um, so my good thing is, yes, Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey. Oh, my God. They were so, so good. I found when I was watching them that they were those characters. You know how sometimes you watch big stars and you're like, yeah, they're just playing the, like Julia mm. Roberts. She's yeah. just Julia Roberts. All yeah. the time. That's Will Smith. That's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas these guys, I know who they are. They're big stars. But those characters were just they were so those characters. Which yeah, was really cool. Yeah, it's so easy to forget that Kate Winslet's actually British when you're watching this. Yes, yeah, yeah. she's so amazing true. at her yeah. accent. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey's blanking at me. She's like, "What do you mean by that?" Is he? <laughs> God damn it! Okay. <laughs> yes, that's right, America. Long. You guys confuse us and Australians and <laughs> say yeah. we sound like they're exactly the same. Putting you on blast, America. You and Canadians sound the same. Yeah, maybe after this podcast, you'll be able to tell the difference between our Aussie <laughs> New Zealand accent. Um, okay, so my bad thing was I just hated that scene near the end of the movie where they were acting as adults playing babies in a sink having a bath. All right. <laughs> I think that scene's that- adorable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it was just it border- takes, bordering on creepy for me. It takes all of nothing for Stacey to be creeped out. <laughs> like, it really does. So when we watched The Thing, it was like two minutes into it, like, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> oh, they were shooting a dog. Come yeah, on. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that that's on Stacey's list. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hey, I was just grasping at straws here. Give me a break. <laughs> Finally, I just loved the creativity of the story. We've already mentioned it, but it was yeah. so interesting and new and different. I can't think of another movie that's anything like that mm. kind of storyline, and you don't really know what's going to happen. It was cool. It was awesome. All right, question number three, guys. What flavour ice cream is this movie? Mine is Goody Goody Gumdrop, well, mainly that's because, yeah, Kate Winslet's here. Uh (laughs) yeah she's like the gumdrops maybe her whole character clementine (laughs) for our american listeners who have only just firstly tuned into this podcast although we've discussed it many a time goody goody gumdrops is kind of a bubblegum flavored ice cream that has it's green that has drops of different colors of like lollies or hard jube type stuff yeah. yeah yeah i'm gonna go with like a gelato or something really icy something that gives you brain freeze oh that's clever oh that's witty (laughs) i'm going with salted caramel because it's salty like the tears that are running down my face but it's also just a little bit sweet (laughs) that's an awesome i love this question I love that. I was actually. I'm that- loving that we're five minutes of the podcast, and Billy's admitted how much. <laughs> oh, look, I'm famously a crier. If you listen to our show, Topher rips on me for it all the time. So, yes. <laughs> get it out there, get it in the open. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I'm going to try that, Stace. So I'm going to try bawling my eyes out in the next movie and see how quickly I get beaten up. <laughs> Who's going to beat you up? <laughs> you. Oh, okay. All right. Help me, people. <laughs> Cool's question number four. If you were a recruitment consultant and this movie came to you looking for a job, what job would you recommend it for? I'm going to go quite literal here. It's going to be a hypnotherapist. 
help you get over your past trauma. That makes sense. I struggled with this one a lot because that was the first kind of thing I jumped to as well was like counseling, hypnotherapist, and and I wanted to be a little bit more out there. So I've gone with a man in black (laughs) because, you know, it's good at manipulating people and it uses science to wipe people's memories. So... Yeah, oh, I, I reckon yeah. I reckon this could fit in with the men in black. Well, I don't believe that's a really good answer. I went with a doctor in an emergency room because this movie basically goes through an incredible amount of shit, wipes its brain, <laughs> and then goes about it again. Now, if I was a doctor and the shit that I see every day, I'd love it if I could come home, wipe my brain, wake up the next day, go do it all again. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All those needles, Sam. Imagine oh. all the needles. <laughs> God damn it. I have a phobia of needles. Thank oh. you, Stacey. I didn't think we'd ever talk about this, but all I'm right, saying really to said, if you get these things out in the open. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm afraid of needles too. We had to take our four-year-old for a flu shot last week, her first one, and it was the worst because I had to pretend to be brave. So, <laughs> <laughs> she went before me and, you know, I was like, oh, great. Well, now I have to be at least as brave as she was. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. My recent claim to fame was going to get the flu injection as well. And basically sitting there having it done and then looking at the nurse and she was like, you can leave now. And I was, do I get a lollipop? <laughs> You're a 35-year-old grown man. Do you really need a lollipop? Nurse, please. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> so am I. I'm fucking glad you weren't there too. Oh, dear. Okay. So, guys, question five. How long would you survive in this movie's world? Now, this is interesting because... Every movie that we watch, there's invariably someone ends up dying. And this might be the first movie we've watched in a long time when no one dies. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I don't think I'd last that long because I embarrass myself on a near daily basis. So I'd be one of those people going in to get this procedure done like every day just to wipe something. <laughs> and I would be so brain damaged within about 20 days that I'd just pass out. <laughs> I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have like a loyalty card or something. Yeah. Get your hundred free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is classic. I was trying to picture myself in this movie and I could imagine myself as an annoying memory that gets tagged on to be deleted as well so when Joel Barish is having his memories wiped they're like oh we want to wipe the memories of this Clementine he's like well can I also wipe the memory of this arrogant bald-headed dickhead from New Zealand that I randomly bumped into at a party once that wouldn't stop talking about Marvel movies and movies in general and was just a real wanker it's like yeah we can get rid of him <laughs> so there'd be a scene of me just hey bro and then gone okay I think I'd survive the whole time. Yeah, so you reckon you'd be fine, would you? Yeah, probably. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right, so what deep philosophical debate arose in you guys during this film? If I was the doctor, would I employ the girl that I had an affair with and then wipe the memory off? Super creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yep. As we discover in the movie, Kirsten Dunst has been sleeping with Tom Wilkinson's character previously. She's had her memory wiped, but he's kept the memories. Mm. And the mom, the wife knows about it and everything like that. I was like, why would you keep her employed there? Yeah. Is it to transition her for it? Like, she already had the job. Would it be really confusing for her to wake up one day and be like... You're fired. Yeah, oh, you're fired. <laughs> Sorry, get the fuck out of here. Haven't done anything wrong. Just wipe the job from her memory, too. You're wiping her memory anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just put her back to 18 and leave her on the side of the street somewhere and just off you go. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Good luck to you. Why am I 15 years older than I remember? Eh, you'll, you'll be fine. Okay, so the debate I was having is if this technology was available, it could have been used for way more meaningful purposes than just wiping bad relationships or breakups from people's minds. 
like people that have had seriously traumatic experiences. Yeah, exactly. Us, yeah. Witnesses for horrific crimes, if you've experienced horrific crimes and been the victim of those, surely it would be a lot better off to use it as a rehabilitation tool. Yeah, that's yeah. true. How much are they charging for this procedure, I wonder? It seems like it must be pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, wow. Maybe people are getting it done for just whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I went to McDonald's when I was drunk on the weekend. I want to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. I just couldn't get it out of my head. How did Patrick, Elijah Wood's character, even get Clementine to talk to him in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. I know that he stole Joel's, you know, stuff, but, like, Elijah Wood is a weird-looking dude. I just don't see how he could even start a relationship with her to begin with yeah like he's a real creepazoid and she's quite fun and funky and alternative and all that yeah yeah he just doesn't seem her type at all i just i couldn't get that out of my head how did they even meet good point but she was kind of brushing him off she was kind of like brushing him off and then he'd come up with something from the file you know that he know he knows that joel had told her or some experience that had and that kind of just sparked something in her brain and we, yeah oh, okay. but oh. how they got to that point is the real yeah. question yeah because he didn't have joel's stuff until that night when joel went in for the oh. procedure yeah yeah so they'd been so, together yeah. at least a couple of days before that and it just threw me for a loop man <laughs> that's good no that's good okay so that moves us on to question number seven what character from this film and there's a lot of them just clearly needs to get laid well, we just talked about him i think it's patrick <laughs> he's the obvious choice isn't he he is the one stealing underwear yes. <laughs> yeah. i think that's the obvious answer but i i went with howard's wife you know that poor woman who knows how long it's been and he's going around you know knocking the back out of kirsten dunce you know a younger model sort of thing maybe yeah. she could go out and have a bit of fun with Mark Ruffalo or something like that. Maybe her and Patrick could hook up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she clearly likes him creepy, so... That's true. Yeah, yeah, good point. point. (laughs) Flipping it on its head, I think the doctor needs to get laid as well, Howard. I think if he was getting laid before he had met Kirsten Dunst, you know what I mean? If if you're getting on the regular, you don't really go out looking for it from other sources, so... (laughs) 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 Sorry, I can Howard. (laughs) Fair enough. Amazingly, I don't know how I've done this, but I've set this up so that Stacey gets her favourite question to read out. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. It happens every podcast. This is amazing. What a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> question number eight. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? Fun fact, he was actually supposed to play Joel in this movie. He was originally lined up for the role, but uh, yeah, Jim Carrey got it instead. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage can be great. Have you guys seen Adaptation, which is another Charlie Kaufman movie? Yep, sure have. That's great. And he's awesome in that movie. I will try and slip that past Stacey at some point. Yeah, Yeah. I haven't seen that. Maybe I need to. Yeah. So I thought it would be really cool if when Joel is starting to lose his memories and the people in his memories, their faces are kind of blurring and warping. I thought that would be a prime time to instead have those people morph into Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Just just everyone just starts turning into Nicolas Cage. You know, you got his mum as Nicolas Cage, you got Kate Winslet as Nicolas Cage, Patrick, just all of them, Nicolas Cage in his memory. And it'd be similar to the other Charlie Kaufman movie. Um, <laughs> Being John, John Malkovich, Malkovich yeah. They all turn into Mal- Malkovich, Malkovich, yeah. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Yeah. Cage, 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 Except to be going between a whisper and shouting, it'd be like, Cage, Cage, Cage. Oh, exactly. Awesome. Admittedly, I sort of thought of him as being co-doctor of that company so a very small cameo role where he's also the doctor that's come up with it howard and similar to when he's losing his mind i just sort of imagined 
you know, Jim Carrey being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then just Nicolas Cage just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> just mocking him. He's like, why are you mocking me? Why are you mocking me? And just sheer level of insanity, total freak out. Would love to see that one. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Stace? How would you incorporate your favourite actor of all time into this movie? Oh, I'm struggling <laughs> with this one. Sorry, I didn't have a very good answer. Don't know why I'm hating on Patrick so much. But I think maybe we could have Nick Cage replacing Elijah Woods as that character. Just as is. Same line, same character. Funny because Elijah's like a great level of creepy, but Nicolas Cage is even a next level of creepy. So mm, Yeah. That's still a good pick, Stace. So well done. Yeah. All right. So question number nine. What quote from this movie would definitely not work as a pickup line? I imagine me walking up to a girl in a bar, pointing to another guy and saying, he's seducing my girlfriend. With my words and my things. Jesus Christ, he stole her underwear. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. Get girl in the bar and storming the fuck out of there. I'm going with something similar. So remember, you're talking to someone who you've never met before, trying to pick them up. And one of the lines is, Remember me. Try your best. <laughs> you fucking know, I don't remember you at all. Remember me. <laughs> Going to get me blackout drunk that I don't? Is that what? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's kind of similar. I had two written down, but the first one I had was I just thought it'd be really funny just to walk up to someone and go, you know, technically speaking, the procedure is brain damage, but it's on par with a night of heavy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. The other one I wrote down, which is even worse, is by morning you'll be gone. The perfect ending to this piece of shit story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think either of those would work. Definitely not, but they're amazing. <laughs> they, they are amazing. I'm going to text them to all my single friends that are going out tonight and say, hey guys, try this out. See how far you get with this. Okay, so this moves us on to question number 10. What specific top 10 list would you put this movie on? I think this would be on a top 10 list of movies that where the story's not told in sequence. All right. Yeah, so that's the a good storyline jumps around sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we see some scenes at the start, which clearly happen actually later in the chronological order of the story. And I just love that. It's really clever, but it wasn't confusing. Similar to like Pulp Fiction and other movies like that. Yeah, the narrative yeah. jumps around. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I've gone really obvious. I've gone top 10 films of all time. And also <laughs> top 10 movies Kate Winslet should have won an Oscar for. Yes. yes. That's a very good point. Because you probably could make a list of 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. That's very valid. I mean, she won it for The Reader or something like that, eh? Yeah, she did, which she, I don't think is the movie she should have won it for. Oh, no, nah, not at <laughs> yeah. all. Is it ever? Is it ever the movie they should have won it for? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went with another very obvious answer. I went with the, the top 10 dramatic performances by a comedic actor. Mm. Yeah, and that's good. This would probably be number one. I did think of other ones that would possibly be on that list and it's it's a struggle like adam sand was pretty good in punch drunk love and yep. um well will ferrell was pretty good in what was that one stranger than fiction and stuff yeah nothing really tops this this for me is just amazing it's just a really awesome film cool so that moves us on to the personal questions billy as our guest gets to go first hit us with them all right so my first question is do you think that joel and clementine will work out this time uh no <laughs> i sound so pessimistic but i'd sort of see this playing on endless loop <laughs> You know, they fall in love, they get together, blah, blah, blah. Although, actually, no, no, now they'll think about it, now I play it through my mind. Maybe now they know where they can go wrong, they can figure out a way and a plan to get over those problems. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'm actually with you, I don't think they will either. Well, I think they will. I think the answer is yes, 
if they've learnt from their mistakes or what went wrong the first time. Yeah. And you kind of get a hint or a sense of that when, you know, they're in the corridor and um, Clementine is like, you know, let's just have some space, let's just think about this kind of, you know, and she's all of a sudden taking the serious kind of um, route rather than just jumping right in, which Mm. is her normal personality. But do you think you can ever actually change who you are, though? Well, no, I don't think they have changed who they are, but I think the fact that they've gravitated back towards each other, even after having their minds erased, means there's got to be something there. Mm. Something cosmic, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're such the optimist. (laughs) 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 All right, so my next question is, is there anyone that you guys wouldn't be surprised to find out had erased you? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Of course. Straight up, There's yes. probably 10. Yeah, there's probably 10 ex-girlfriends that I wouldn't be surprised. If this if this technology was available, they'd probably be signing up first. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to them? Please don't answer that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let me just go get the book. Thousand different things. Congratulations on being Mrs. Hurley, by the way, Stacey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so proud. <laughs> well, okay, I'm just going to say, I don't think anyone would have erased me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the right answer? Um, <laughs> if they had, I oh, say so the question is, if they had, would I be surprised? Yeah, I would be really surprised. I'd be like wanting to know why. But they wouldn't remember, so they wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> You'd have to find the cassette tape. Yeah. And a cassette player. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, fuck a record. That being said, I mean, we live in New Zealand. There's probably at least 100 cars out there on the road outside of us right now that probably have tape players oh, still yeah, in them. The car, the car. <laughs> All right. And my last question is, what memory would you have erased if the technology existed? I am a massive Star Wars fan, and I was also a massive Indiana Jones fan. Yep. I wished I had never watched the prequels, and I also wished I'd never seen Indy 4. Wait, there's right. an Indy 4? Yeah, yeah, you Don't got watch it, man. It. Yep. One. Yeah, the kingdom of the outrageous plastic skull. Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit, I wish I'd never seen those. They they sullied the reputation of those characters and you know universes for me for quite some time, and it's taken me a while to get over it. And I've, I don't think I still am. And uh, Billy's wearing rubbing off of me. I'm starting to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go with a slightly different angle. I know this isn't how the technology works in the movie, but I'm going to say, let's say you could erase a concept from your mind. So The concept of marriage. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a little bit down the lines of I feel pretty. And if you could erase like negative self-talk from your mind. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so, how, how different would the world be? How amazing would people be and, you know, and what they could achieve in their daily lives? It would be so cool. That's Man, good that, Yeah, that yeah. would be really good. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Okay, so that moves me on to my set of personal questions. What award should this movie have won? I think it should have won some kind of award for special effects. In particular, I loved the collapsing of the beach house and filling with sand mm. i thought that just looks so spectacular it, it was amazing that was really good and the perspective shot that we got of her beside the table where they made him look really small and her really big yeah oh yep. yeah 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 that was really good yeah. yeah yeah i think it should have got best picture yes so it did get best screenplay which is something oh fantastic yeah That's so cool what won best picture that year million dollar baby yeah you know, it definitely should have won yeah. Not to say anything too bad about Million Dollar Baby, but that was an instantly sort of forgettable movie. Like, it was good, but yeah, this has just really stood the test of time. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay, so moving on to my next question. Who was the biggest creep in this movie? I've gone with Howard. 
because like we said before, oh, just letting... <laughs> I know that's why I jumped in first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Letting Kirsten Dunst continue to work there and crush on him, even after practically forcing her to wipe her memory, is just plain creepy. Yes. Yeah. It totally is. I was originally like, oh, it's definitely going to be Patrick. But as you go through the movie, he becomes more prevalent as the biggest creep. Yeah. 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 We haven't talked about this guy nearly enough. Mark Ruffalo. His character. He was one. <laughs> so he seems like a nice guy on the surface of things, and he probably is, but he knew the backstory. So he knew that Kirsten Dunst's character had had that memory erased. Yeah. And do he th- still slept with her. Do you think he did? Because he said that he didn't. Do you think that was a lie? Um, I think he did. He said that was before he started working there or something, eh? I yeah. think he was just trying to smooth things over with her in that conversation. He was trying mm. to say, hey, I'm not a creep. I didn't know. Da, da, da. Same old story. Yeah, that makes you even <laughs> creepier. <laughs> if you're a creep who says you're not a creep, that's just double creep. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pure creepiness. Yeah. At least own being a creep like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and knocking on um, Joel's window on the car. You know, I love that scene as well. What are you doing well. here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, I think you can't even class him as a creep. I think he's full-blown something else, you know, yeah. <laughs> next level. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that moves me on to my final question. What film would you set this one up with on a blind date? I'm going to set Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind up with The Wedding Crashes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Interesting. <laughs> I you just... did tell me you had a crazy answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> just think it, they need a bit of pepping up. They need to go out and have a good night out and do, you know, just kind of get out of the doldrums a bit of their emotional, <laughs> 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 um, whatever they're going through and have a great night out. And then it comes in handy if they have a night that's a complete disaster and they don't want to remember it, they can erase that. Interestingly, so both, both movies have a crazy redhead in them. And <laughs> if I watched Wedding Crashes again, like maybe a year or two ago, because I don't know, I was on, I was flipping through channels, and it's, that movie's really creepy as well. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Had it <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I thought that I would set this movie up with something like Fifty First Dates or Groundhog Day. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that whole, you know, they both have terrible memories. So, you know, I mean, it's probably actually a, a bad setup, really, because. They wouldn't remember anything together, but everything would show up. Yeah, I I, I love that. I love that, particularly fifty first dates, because then you could erase every night as well as the partner. Both Ah. sides could be on the same page every day. Yeah, that's nice. For me, is like the creepiest movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) She remembers nothing. Like wakes up, like it ends with her on a boat in the middle of the ocean, and she wakes up. She's got to watch this videotape of, hey, he's us getting married. He's us falling in love every day, and all that sort of shit. Mm. What fuck? I'm a hostage, you know. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. You might wake up and not want to be on a boat, perhaps. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Stacey, that takes us on to your set of three questions. So. I, I love this aspect of the movie. What embarrassing memory would you hide your soulmate in? Because in the movie, he tries to remember her by hiding her in parts of his memory where yeah. she'd never been. Yeah. yeah, so they don't get found. I had so many to choose from because <laughs> I am just like a walking embarrassment. <laughs> but the one of my worst memories, which is just, <laughs> I, I cringe to this day thinking about it. And it's nothing I did. I couldn't help it. I was in Adelaide visiting family and we were out at like a cafe in Semaphore, which is like the cool hip part of town. And I needed the toilet and there was no toilet in the restaurant. So I had to go 
out like near the main street, there was one of those big yurt looking buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went inside, but it turned out it was like a smart toilet. And I didn't know this, but it was like timing how long I was in there because it, it didn't want like junkies and stuff <laughs> hanging out in there. Yeah, so I'm, enough, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm on the can, you know, doing what you do on the toilet. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this voice speaks to me saying, you know, you've been in here too long. The door's about to open. Within half a second, door opens on me right out to the main road. There are people driving by, people walking by. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like practically crying at this point. I jump up, slam the closed door button. It's taking like 30 seconds to close. I'm like, I haven't wiped or anything yet. So I'm just like, you know, pants half up trying to, it was literally the worst. It was so bad. Stacey's losing her shit. It was really, really embarrassing. So if I had to hide, I wouldn't want them to be in there because of the smell. But if I had to hide somewhere, that's where I'd go. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it kind of, I kind of reminds me of a similar experience. I was on a long haul flight from Auckland to London. I can't remember which leg of the flight I was in, but I got up half asleep, went to the toilet. Same thing, sat down, started doing my business, fell asleep on the toilet, but I hadn't locked the door. <laughs> so this woman came and opened the door, and this is while everyone was sleeping. <laughs> opened the door, it was like, huh? And then I just wake up like, get out of here! Get out of here! And everyone just woke up and stared down the fucking aisle at me, and I was like, slammed the door, and I was like, holy shit, I have to walk past all these people again. Oh, no. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I had a hoodie on, so I just pulled my hood over my face and walked back. <laughs> yeah. And sort of similar to the same theme, imagine this, I'm four years old, I don't have any brothers or sisters, I'm really excited about going down the road to play with one of my friends, I put on my coolest new pair of trousers, my coolest new shirt, really excited, wander down the road, start playing, I've got these dinosaur toys, me and him are playing around with them, when he looks at me and goes, are you okay? And I said, nope. I've just shat my pants. <laughs> Picked up all my dinosaur toys. I then walked 500 metres up the road with shit on my pants. Got all the way home. Mum was like, why are you back? You're supposed to be back for a couple of hours. I've shat my pants, Mum. Oh, God. Oh. I should have known this, where this question would go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you did something pretty I, I embarrassing would... a couple of weekends ago. Did I? Yeah, you know, when you were like, I do. married me (laughs) yes okay so question 18 on a scale of Sam to Billy, how much did you cry during this movie? I was a full-on hard Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I was hard during the movie. I know, I mean, I was a full... <laughs> I was full Sam. It wasn't a tear. I, I don't think I've cried... Oh, no, sorry. That's a lie. I must admit, a single solitary tear crawled down my eye when the T turned into an X at the end of Logan. That was that was when I shed a tear. Said, oh. Thank you so much for everything you've done, Hugh Jackman. You've been a wonderful man. <laughs> uh, surprising no one, I went the full Billy. I just <laughs> bawled my eyes out. You know, which happens to me on occasion. <laughs> oh. Okay, so at the end of the movie, the jilted, somewhat jilted feeling, Kirsten Dunst um, got everyone's records from the clinic and sent them back to them so they would remember what they had done what had, what they had got erased so how would you have reacted in, in her situation yeah i would have been like her i would have burned that shit to the ground fuck these boys <laughs> 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 kiss my dick <laughs> i would have done the exact same thing but with more crying <laughs> i would have been yeah. there been there sobbing while sending the letters out but i would have done the exact same thing yeah yeah gone out like a badass eh? yeah definitely 
I'd like to think that, but I probably would have just been like, nah, okay. <laughs> yeah. just not, not. I can't be bothered with all these yeah. envelopes and Sounds like a lot of effort. Yeah, just showing up to just... work as normal the next day. Just pretend it never <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. I'll just go home and watch Dark Knight again for the 50th time or something and, <laughs> yeah. you know, have some ice cream and go to sleep. Eh, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good answers, guys. So that takes us down to the last question. This one comes courtesy of the IMDb Journey Podcast, another Australian podcast that you guys should all check out. So they want to know is what movie would be your ultimate quote erased from your mind so you could enjoy it again, end quote, first viewing pick. Well, when I read this question, the first thing that jumped into my mind was Amelie. Oh, yeah. I Mm. love that movie. I think it was probably the first foreign or specifically French movie that I'd watched and was it was delightful and funny and I was like oh I just thought French people were always angry and dark <laughs> and uh, mm. so uh, you know and I just the visuals and the story and the heartfelt sentiment right through I just love the whole thing so I'd love to see that again and get that whole opened up a whole new world for me of non-Hollywood movies. Yeah that's true mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's what a great you, movie. Yeah I, I went with Jurassic Park because oh, you're a big JP lover, aren't you? I, yeah. I love it. And no matter how many times I've seen it, it's always amazing. It holds up. It doesn't date. Like, I thought about what other movies I might erase. But then, same as my first answer, I was worried that they wouldn't be as good watching them again. But Jurassic mm. Park is one that I'm sure would always be good, no matter how many first times you were seeing it. I actually went with uh, Steven Spielberg's other movie that year. And I can't believe that these two movies were made by Steven Spielberg <laughs> within the space of one year. And that's Schindler's List. Mm, great movie. Now, yeah, absolutely great. Uh, this was in the same bracket of mine of thinking of really dark and depressing movies I've only seen once, but I'd really like to watch again. This was on the list. It was like Requiem for a Dream and a couple of mm. other ones that I was like, they were so good, but they're so emotionally taxing that to watch them again requires something else. So if I'd had my mind wiped and I went back and watched Schindler's List again, I think that would be great. I also think that... My maturity for movies has grown. So I watched that when I was about 19 or 20 years old and loved it and thought it was really good. But I don't think I fully took in exactly what it was trying to say. And, you know, I didn't really have the appreciation for the history behind it as well. And what and the level, you know, now that I've actually been to some of these places that feature in the movie, I was like, holy shit, you know, this would I definitely got to go back and watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. So, yeah, there we go. That takes us to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much for joining us, Billy. Now, Billy, you can use this time to sell your amazing podcast (laughs) that me and Stacey are both very big fans of. Stacey, the girl that never listens to any film podcasts, including our own, <laughs> listens to yours regularly. Oh, thanks, guys, because I love your show. I just think it's such an awesome, original, fun idea for a movie podcast, and I just I love that. Uh, our show is We Watched a Thing, so it's just me and my best friend Topher. He's a cameraman. I'm a visual effects artist, and each week we just watch and discuss a movie together, and that's basically it. Our whole aim was to be concise there's a lot of great movie podcasts out there but most of them are kind of over an hour lots of different segments we wanted to just be short funny insightful and just talk about a movie a week so that's what we do so you can find us at wewatchthething.com or we're on all of the social medias uh facebook twitter instagram at we watch the thing yeah yeah billy's right they keep it to roughly half an hour so it's very easy to listen to on your commute or if you're you know at the gym or something like that that's what i love about it yeah it's just it's good you guys cut to it you both got very good banter with each other 
you know, one's the more sensible one, the other one sounds like he doesn't like anything at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's us, yeah. I, I, I like to think that I still have a sense of joy, whereas Topher's just, you know... He just, a sense of dismay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love it. It's good. It's good to have contrasting opinions. and uh... Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. I think you've nailed it, what you said there about being concise. Holy, who wants to listen to a podcast that's longer than two movies? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it yeah, does. Exactly. I've got yeah. life. I don't know about other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. It's, you've been an awesome guest. Great questions. Even better A's. We've really loved it, man. You've been great. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely love your show. It's fantastic. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks so much. It's been great to talk to you, Billy. And a massive thanks to all of our listeners. How can they find us, Stacey? Where do they find us? Um, Stacey doesn't know us, but she's going to make it up. Ask Sam. Ask Sam how you can find us. (laughs) Here's your story, guys. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can find us uh, on Facebook, Movie Reviews In 20 Qs. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review, all that fun shit that everyone asks you to do that it'd be awesome if you do it we'd love it yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway that is thanks from me thanks guys see ya bye and this job came to you looking for oh, this job who's <laughs> okay. staring at the page very confused you know I- <laughs> Nicholas Cage no oh. Congratulations, Billy. You're the first person to say that question without turning over the words. So the deep philosophical debate. See, even I can't do it. Quotation mark. Yeah, yeah. Let me do it again. This is a really bad at grammar podcast. So what movie would be your ultimate... Let's have a moment. Yes, deep breath. Experience the majesty. Majesty, that is it. Majesty. (laughs) I like words.